When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm just curious about some of like the myths or stereotypes that you you've commonly heard that people have about people in wheelchairs that might not be true. I'll I'll, I'll stick in the dating realm, but often like on dating apps before even like a hi, hey, what's up? Uh, it'll be, um, can you have sex? Wow, seriously? <laughs> oh my god! It's like yikes! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Sparrow. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we've got a great episode for you this week. Uh, but first, guys, if you're listening to the pod and you haven't left us a review yet, just leave us a review real quick on iTunes. You can do it right from your phone, from Apple Podcasts. Help your girls out. And if you want some real extra tea of how the world has gone crazy <laughs> since <laughs> uh, official lockdown, uh, join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot. I've got some wild stories I got to tell on there. I haven't even told you yet. And I know. I want to hear It's some tea on uh, me and uh, Space Jam have been trying some crazy stuff. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, head on over to Patreon and check it out. Yeah. We got a, a new one next week that comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also, we have a winner for the nickname. Oh, the new nickname is Mr. Clean. Yes, this is for your mans. My mystery mans uh, is mm. Mr. Clean, officially. So I like it. we got Space Jam, Mr. Clean, um, <laughs> whatever. we got to catch up on the Patreon because there might be a new person we need a nickname for. <laughs> 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 I'm like, we got to stop doing these votes because we don't have time. <laughs> like, but Someone's going to keep count. <laughs> yeah. By the time you get a nickname, you're gone. That's, you're gone. That's I, the new naming the puppy. Yeah, that's for me. <laughs> yeah. I do a poll and then it's like... I guess apparently we're done now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, shit, I don't know. I hope everybody had a great Halloween. We have a great guest for you guys this week, and we're just going to get to it. I'm I'm so ready. Let's do it. All right. Well, our next guest coming on the show, you might have seen her on The Price is Right and Jimmy Kimmel Live. You've probably heard her podcast, The Wow Rude Podcast with Madison Shepard. She's also one of the stand-up NBC semifinalists. And you've probably seen her on the 2020 CBS Showcase. Everybody, welcome Danielle Perez! Woo! Woo! Welcome, welcome to the game. <laughs> welcome to wow, the show. Wow, such a hype intro. I love it. <laughs> we do what we can. We're athletes, you know. You need that. You need that hype to come on in. <laughs> Get pumped. <laughs> so, uh, as we mentioned earlier, we were inspired to have Danielle on the pod partly because we got a listener email that was very, very juicy. But before we get into the listener email, I hit up Danielle to do the podcast. And she gave me a little bit of schooling on like proper terms and stuff. So I, I want you to kind of take the floor on this a little bit. Because what you told me, I was like, everybody needs to hear. Because I had no idea. So essentially, sure. so essentially, Danielle is a friend of mine that is a wheelchair user. Is the correct terminology, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I asked you, I wasn't sure of when people reference you. Is it, say, wheelchair user, 
Sometimes people say in a wheelchair. Sometimes people say disabled, handicapped. Can you kind of just break down the differences and, and how how to, I guess, I don't know, address certain questions? For sure, for sure. Yeah, no, the terminology is ever-changing. Language, you know, uh, doesn't say stet and stone. Changes with the times. Uh, I'm disabled. I have a disability. I use a wheelchair. I'm a wheelchair user. Um, it's really more just about, like, giving the person you're speaking to or speaking about like agency, right? So not defining them by their disability, but more about the accessibility needs that they require, right? You know, so like I use a wheelchair in order to get around. Like I'm not like bound to my wheelchair, wheelchair bound or um, something like that. It's more about, oh, I just need this, that like, the emphasis on the wheelchair, it's like, oh, okay, well, that means that if we hang out, we need to be in a space where there's like access for a manual wheelchair. You know what I mean? Right. There's like this whole thing right now where it's like, are you disabled or, or like, are you a person with a disability? I prefer disabled. It's an adjective. It's not um, evaluation. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like just an adjective is just a thing like I'm fat, I'm black, I'm disabled. Those are just like things about me. <laughs> you know, just a little checklist. <laughs> I guess it's one way to put it all out there. Um, well, I was intrigued when you said wheelchair user. You also pointed out you were like, I use a manual wheelchair. When you reference someone, uh, a wheelchair user, is there a difference based on what wheelchair they use or you're like pretty much the same across the board? Yeah, I mean, it just like really depends. Everyone's... Um, access needs are different. So there's a lot of ambulatory wheelchair users. And that means it's people that can walk, but sometimes they need to use a wheelchair or, you know what I mean? Like if maybe they're going to have a long day, they'll use their wheelchair instead of if they just need to kind of run one quick errand or something like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now you broke it down for me and I was like, you know, I never asked anybody that like, I, I have an aunt that has MS. So she's some, a little similar to you of, she wasn't always using a wheelchair her whole life. It was later in life, suddenly she, you know, needed to use a wheelchair. But even with her, I was like, man, I never thought to ask her, like, how should I exactly say this or explain this to somebody, you know? Yeah, no, I'm thankful for you to ask for asking, because that's really, I mean, if you don't know, you don't know. And it's better to just ask people what they prefer, what they're comfortable with. That way you're doing your due diligence and you know, no offense is taken versus just like assuming, you know, you know, when you assume making an ass out of you and me, yeah. you, know? <laughs> you know, exactly. they taught us in school, but um, yeah, but even like with terms around disability, like I have an acquired disability. I wasn't born with a disability, but it happened later in my life. And so lots of fun terminology, ever changing. <laughs> By the time this podcast comes out, everything I could say could be totally not, <laughs> not valid anymore. <laughs> well, as far as the terminology, I think it's really interesting for people with disabilities because we talk about terminology all the time, but I don't think you hear it as often when it comes to disabilities. You know, as Erica was saying, it's not something I had ever considered or even heard people talk about that there's a difference between all of these words and, you know, the different people and their accessibility. So I think it's really important for everyone to understand that and really start to think about it, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that disability is getting more, um, there's just, I guess, more like general awareness around disability mm -hmm. and, and 
what that means because frankly, like 20% of the population is disabled. It's like the largest minority and there's no barrier for entry. Literally anyone can become disabled. Anyone can be born disabled. So it's just such a huge swath of people who are not alike in any way beyond the fact that they're disabled. <laughs> so that may, you know what I mean? Like, it just makes things a little tricky sometimes. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you guys want to get to the email first? Do you want to get the email up top? Yeah. yeah, I want to know about this email. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm excited. I love gossip, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, I call I called Danielle when we got it because I was like, you got to come on because we need your perspective uh, to this girl's situation. So, all right, <laughs> I'm just gonna get into it. We got an email from a listener, and if any of you guys want to send us emails, again, it's shooters got to shoot pod at gmail.com. All right, dear Molly and Erica, you've inspired me to go back on dating apps to start shooting my shot. Recently, I matched with this guy. We talked back and forth for a while, and eventually he asked me to get a drink. We picked a time and a place to meet, etc. I was really looking forward to it. Before our date, he sent me a follow request on Instagram. I accepted and requested him back. When he approved it, I went to do some light stalking and saw that his, in his most recent pictures, he is in a wheelchair. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I didn't see any sign of it on his dating profile before. He had old pictures of him standing with friends, etc. I feel like it would be rude to bail on the date since we already made plans, but I feel kind of uncomfortable and deceived, like he was giving me a test or something. I don't know if I should mention it beforehand or just show up to the date and try to go with the flow. What would you guys do? Thanks. I mean, this email has so many things. <laughs> There's a lot of layers <laughs> here. <laughs> have um, Have you tried uh, dating apps before? Yeah, yeah. I used to be pretty active on the dating apps. I did OkCupid, Hinge, Tinder. Ooh, been on a lot of them. And would you always make sure you had like photos showing that you were a wheelchair user? Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just such a, I think for me personally, and granted everyone's different and I get like, you know, everyone's like at their own, in their own way, dealing with like their own internalized ableism, whatever. But for me, it's like, if I'm going to date someone that's not like a surprise, <laughs> like I just, yeah. it makes, I just, I can't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah, no, I would on my OkCupid because like used to, oh God, those were so long, so many words, but I would write something like I use a manual wheelchair. Um, like I do come with a handicapped parking sign, <laughs> uh, like uh, stairs and like inclines are difficult or something like that. Like, <laughs> just something, I know something kind of cheeky, but like I would have, you know, like pretty selfies and like full body pics showing me seated in a wheelchair without feet. I just, if you're like, if the whole goal is to date someone, right. And yeah, they have to be attracted to you physically, but like they also have to like be attracted to your like heart. Like yeah, yeah. you kind of have to be honest with that. Right. Yeah. It's weird and, to start on a lie. That's what this it feels like. It is weird to start on a lie, but, and now this is something that I have follow-up questions because maybe this person just had an accident and just uses like a wheelchair. Do you know what I mean? Cause like, mm -hmm. I know several people who have had like just really bad accidents 
they use a wheelchair for a few months, you know, and then they're no longer using a wheelchair. Right. So yeah. That could be something going on, you know, where they're not really lying. Like, I don't know how recent are these Instagram photos, mm-hmm. you know, how active is he on Instagram, you know, cause men are, they're really dumb with social media sometimes. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I feel like, but also she's being a little extra where it's like, girl, just ask him. Like you have a date with him. It's not like a binding contract. Just be like, hey, what's up? I saw your Instagram. Like, do you use a wheelchair? And then it's a question of like, if he does. Then it's like, well, why didn't you tell me that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if he doesn't, okay, cool. I mean, whatever. So you think it's fair for her just to be that straight up with him of like, hey, what's going on? Well, obviously, like, it concerns her enough to write you guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I she is. I mean, it's, but it's a question that it's like, mm-hmm. I I don't, I would feel like an asshole if I asked them that, even though it's like, okay, I almost feel like you requested me on Instagram to let me know. Like, this yeah. was how you were telling me, but I feel like a dick if I bring it up. Mm-hmm. Are you, Why do you feel like a dick, though? Like, why would you feel like a dick for asking that? I mean, I think essentially it's just one of those questions that we're not trained or taught, like, is that okay to ask someone? Like, just straight up, hey, are you, you know, do you use a wheelchair? Like, if I don't know. It feels it feels crass. I, I don't know. Does it feel crass? I don't know. I guess it's just, like, I think, like, not to equate it the same, but, like, if she saw on that profile on his Instagram pictures of him like kissing other men or like you know mm-hmm. previous relationships where like he was with other men but like maybe he didn't put that he's bisexual on his profile is it fair of her to ask him that I think so mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like true I don't know how different those if those things are like important to you or if you feel like they're actually like betraying you by withhold or not even betraying. I feel like that's like so deep a word, but like if it's something that you feel like they should be like forthcoming about just like from the jump mm-hmm. and they're going to just kind of give you their pro like their Instagram as a way of like figure it out. You know, it's like, you want to date someone like that. Mm-hmm. And if it really matters to you, it's like, why don't you just, I mean, cause you're asking, you're not asking a question that it's not like, why did you lie to me? It's like, are you this thing? It's a yes or no question. There's not really a value on it. The value is what you assign the answer. Does that make sense kind of? Yeah. I guess like if you ask them, they say yes. And then you say, I don't want to go on the date anymore. Now it's like different territory as opposed to you just kind of being like, Hey, yeah, that's different. And that's like you and your thing. Yeah. That you have to like decide, but it's like, I guess there's, I think, the girl who wrote the letter kind of has to like reckon, I think with like two questions, it's like, are you okay? Are you comfortable dating a wheelchair user? Right. Um, or do you just like need more information about like their disability and what that really means? Or are you like comfortable dating someone who's disabled, who didn't disclose that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think the, the point she made in here that's really interesting is that she feels like she's being like put up to a weird test Mm -hmm. and that's it's just not a good feeling of and I think you made a really good point Danielle of like if you're feeling these things right off the bat like then do you actually want to date a human being like this that you know if they are putting you to a test before your first date like what is that relationship gonna be 
Yeah, that sounds so stressful. It's like you haven't even spent physical time with this person and you're already like so stressed about like the mental minefield Mm -hmm. they're having you go through. That doesn't sound healthy or fun or exciting. Mm -hmm. Like that sounds awful. Yeah. I mean, but also part of that could be it's like what's her history, dating history that she kind of thinks that or assumes that right off the bat, you know, Mm -hmm. because it really could be as simple as like, he got into an accident and uses like a in, was using a wheelchair for a little bit, mm-hmm. or it could be that like yeah he uses a wheelchair and like he just didn't say anything about it. But it's like those are very those are they're easily accessible answers for just asking like a simple question. So like what's going on that like that's really stressful for her, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, you also don't want to walk into a date situation and have this huge kind of like elephant in the room type thing you know like it's going to be on her mind the whole time she's sitting there like having dinner with him regardless of like if he's in a wheelchair or not because even if he's not she's gonna be like where the fuck is the chair like (laughs) what happened Seinfeld a crazy Seinfeld episode (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. I mean it's just it's like I felt so much anxiety hearing this story because I just I envisioned like okay if this was me like what would I do and I'm like I mean, if I already have a time and place set, I think I would just show up to yeah. the date. I don't think I would say anything. I guess I'd be, I'd be like, well, we're going to see what's up. We're going to see where this goes. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, and try not to act surprised either way. But I almost feel like if they did show up in a wheelchair, I probably wouldn't say anything. I would kind of like see if they do because I would feel like, yo, you know this wasn't on your dating profile. Yeah. Like, I know that and you know that. So, like, what you really do? wouldn't say anything, Erica? I mean, all right, you know, Where I probably would it? eventually. <laughs> After two drinks, I'd probably be like, all right, can we just, can we bring this up? <laughs> all right, eventually I would. But um, I guess from like a personal thing, I don't think this is exactly the same. But essentially, like I have herpes. I'm public about it on my Instagram, right? I don't have my Instagram linked to my dating apps. But if you just Google Erica Comedian, New York City. Like, if you find out that much information about me, you'll find my yeah. website. You'll find everything, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. essentially, anybody from apps or even that I go on one date with, if I don't tell them about herpes, if they do a little research, they'll figure it out. They'll find it. Like, I yeah. just had a second date with some dude, and I had to leave because I'm like, I got to go record my podcast. And he's like, what's your podcast about? I didn't say it's about dating with herpes. <laughs> I kept that part out, but it kind of was like, I gave him enough info. I gave him the name. I, like, I'm like, you want to look it up, man. You can look it up and figure it out because yeah. we haven't slept together. So I'm like, I don't have to tell you that info yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah. someone could come at me that I meet from an app being like, wow, you should put that on your profile. Like I've had friends with herpes get told that when they told someone and they're like, I don't have to put that on my profile because mm-hmm. that only happens if I sleep with you that I should be telling you yeah that's so that's a really aggressive stance yeah I, mean, I don't know I mean I get also you know I guess similarly it's like do you need to put your disability on your profile it's like I mean I guess in an ideal world not really you know but I mean you know right okay if we like want to normalize disability and it shouldn't matter you know, no one would have to disclose their disability and you just show up to the date and people find out and it will be fine. But I think especially with like physical disabilities, it's like, if I'm going on a date with someone, they need to, we need to like go to a place that like has an Mm -hmm. accessible bathroom or Mm -hmm. doesn't have stairs or has like accessible parking. Like these are things that just would make like a dating experience just easier for me, right? you know, better, more enjoyable. So that comes with disclosing 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I wonder if you're actually in more of a unique situation, Danielle, being a woman and with like gender, like, uh, like stereotype roles, how, you know, in this email, it was from a female listener. So I mean, the man was probably going to pick the location. So regardless, it's going to be fine for him to access, you know, but as a woman, if you didn't have in your profile that you were in a wheelchair and you showed up to a date, it might be really hard to actually be able to get in or use the bathroom or, you know, do all of those things. Yeah. I mean, that's just like something that like, even with friendships, you know, it's kind of like a little bit of a learning curve of like, oh, we want to go to this cool place. And it's like, oh, wait, well, how's Danielle going to get in? You know, and Mm. it's like, we got to figure it out. But (laughs) there's just like a new awareness about like, oh, this person experiences the world in a different way. Mm. You know, there's accessibility concerns. So we should think about that. Yeah. I don't know if you would say this is similar, but any online date I go on, dudes are always relieved when you just look like whatever your pictures are, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. let's be honest, dudes are sensitive <laughs> to like, hey, are you going to be chubbier than your photos? Like, is your hair going to oh. be different? Whatever, mm-hmm. right? They're very touchy about that. And they feel like we're lying to them if we're not exactly what we look like in photos, right? Yeah. I'm like, I feel like this is kind of the same thing of like who you were on your profile was not who showed up. Do you feel that? Well, she didn't show up. That's the thing. We don't know. Like there's still so many unanswered (laughs) questions. (laughs) I guess like that's my thing. It's like, I just really want to know, you know, like what I guess the truth is. Do you think she should just go? You you said she should ask, right? I think she should ask Mm -hmm. because I think if it's, if it's enough of a concern that she's like going to email you guys, I mean, she is emailing a podcast for advice. That is a (laughs) place to be in, you know, in 2020, (laughs) we're all going through a lot. She's definitely going through a little more. (laughs) (laughs) I think she should ask. She should ask. I mean, and then she can decide. She'll have all the information. Yeah. I, know, I was just going to say, there's also a very, like a nice way to ask. I think the way that you said it in the beginning of just being, you know, very straight up. I noticed on your Instagram, um, these pictures and I was just curious, like you could do, yeah. you do it and come off very kind still. You could come from a place of concern too. You could be like, Hey, is the place like we're going? Yeah. Are you, you sure? Like, that's cool. Have you been there before? Like mm-hmm. I could look up some other places. Like that could be a little condescending. Is it? Like, no. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. That's why, that's why we're having you on. So that would be condescending. You're For like, sure. Just well, up- Cause it's like, He's a grown adult, and if he's picking the place, he would know if it's accessible for him or right. not. Oh, or that's that's, you know what I mean? It's like, if you don't know how to be that much of an adult who's disabled, it's like, oh, my God, you know, that <laughs> definitely, you know. It's like a guy, like, if you went on a date with a guy and he picked the place and the place was closed, it's like, are you dumb? Like, <laughs> what, like how did you, you told me to meet you here. Like, <laughs> you did research to get here right like not even a cursory yelp you know how many stars is this place even that's a valid point that's a valid point okay yeah i've been on a few dates with like other disabled like uh guys Mm. and uh they're always (laughs) the way service like like (laughs) no it's billy i want to hear it like servers treat us 
the first time I went on a, d- a date with like a physically disabled person, they were a little person and the server, like literally every employee at this restaurant came in, just, just checked in to see how you guys are doing. Just want to see how you guys are doing. Oh my God. It was like, <laughs> they were just like, did the circus fucking come to town? Cause it's like my ass in a wheelchair and this guy, a little person and just, <laughs> But like, honestly, that wasn't even the worst part about the date. He used his little hand to like scoop his salad onto his fork. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, get me out of here. Oh my God. Well, I was going to say, did you feel like all the servers were coming just to like get a better look at you guys? Because 100%. They just really wanted to like take it in. They wanted to soak it up. They're like, is this for real? Are we being punked? They couldn't, they, they had no idea. They were just like freaked out they were just dying to know what was the the fuck was going on with us oh my god people can be so insensitive like yeah it was really wild yeah I was kind of really like it was just it was an awful day it was terrible I mean listen I've been in scenarios where you're like someone says something and they're like don't turn around and look right now but there's a way to just like go walk to the bathroom and get a little peek. Like, you don't, you don't got to come over and like make it that obvious. Every bartender, every server, every buzzer. Just want to check in. Are you guys doing anything? Yeah, you good? You good? Yeah, I'm good. And did you get like a free drink on the house because of all this or nothing? No, I wish I would have made it a little bit worth it. (laughs) That must have been so hard. They're going to comp our meal for providing you with entertainment. Isn't it the other way around? We're having a dining experience here. We want to (laughs) experience. Yeah. Like how could you even have a conversation with people butting in so much? It was that day was truly a mess. I like it's so funny because like obviously the date wasn't great. I'm like usually like uh you know, everyone I date is taller than me because they're not like, you know, he was the only little person I've ever been on a date with. And so if they try to like kiss me or something like that, I can kind of like, you know, easily maneuver, like wheel away or turn or something like that. But he was like the right height to just get in there. And I was like, no, no way for me to like move fast enough. It was not great. <laughs> oh, shit. So he got you. He got me. Oh, man. Well, good for him. <laughs> Have you ever had people try to set you up with people, but then you find out that they're only trying to set you up with other disabled people? Does that happen? You know what? That's actually never happened to me. And honestly, I think, <laughs> I think that would be so funny if someone actually tried to do that. But like, that's never happened to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've just had like, I'm tall. I'm 5'11". And I'll have friends casually say something of like, oh, I know this guy or like even my mom's friends being like, oh, there's this guy that go, oh, but he's not tall. I'm like, I don't care. How tall is he? I'm like, what? Like, give me more info. Like, you think? Because then the opposite is true of just because they're tall, they'll be like, she'll like him. And then I'll see a picture. And I'll be like, I don't like him. Like, I don't know. Like, the height doesn't matter as much as you guys think it is, you know? It's like, does his face look good? Yeah. That's, we're interested there. That's, that's what we're focusing on. Right. <laughs> I feel like the older you get to like the recommendations from friends, the face just gets worse. It's like, really? yeah, yeah, like friends and uh, my mom, she <laughs> will like send me like she'll say, oh, like so and so so cute. And I like see them. I'm like, God, no. <laughs> like, Is this what you think I could pull? <laughs> like, what? Oh, no. Yeah. It's mortifying. That's yeah. awful. Oh, it was so bad. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's do a couple questions for you that we put together. Uh, Molly, what was one you wanted to throw? Um, 
I'm just curious about some of like the myths or stereotypes that you you've commonly heard that people have about people in wheelchairs that might not be true. I'll, I'll, I'll stick in the dating realm, but often like on dating apps before even like a hi, Hey, what's up? Uh, it'll be, um, can you have sex? Wow. Seriously? <laughs> oh my God. It's like, yikes. I don't even Jeez. know if I like you, but clearly I don't now. Cause that's all you're concerned with. Um, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> Just like, can you have sex? Not even like, can you feel sex? Yeah, can you have sex? Oh my God. Yeah, men are stupid. <laughs> men are or, the worst. <laughs> well, they're stupid of is like, clearly you have one intention and one intention only, and that's to get yeah. laid. Yeah. It's like, so it's, it's so gross on like so many levels, but I think like, you know, it's like number one, it's like, oh, you know, I'm a person and I'm like capable of like, you know, things outside of sex. Like also number two, it's like, why do I owe you that information? You know what I mean? Like, why do you feel entitled to it? It's it's just fucked up. Um, Yeah. You could just be like, I guess you're never going to find out. (laughs) Truly. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, it's just like, I, I, like we weren't having a conversation. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. in what world would you just go up to a stranger and just like ask them that, you know? Yeah. It's assuming that you just automatically want to sleep with them too. Yeah. And yeah. Like, no, <laughs> that's not how this works. See, I don't know. It's like, if I like meet like a person, it's like, I don't, that, that's not my first question about them. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just so far down the list of things yeah wow but yeah that's one and then I mean uh, this is huge and it happens like online and in real life all the time um what happened people just like coming up to you and saying what happened and it's like when you ask a disabled person that you're really asking them to justify like their existence in a way that like non-disabled people aren't asked of at all Mm -hmm. like no one comes up to you on the street and like asks you like why do you feel comfortable being outside Mm -hmm. you know and when you ask like what happened it's like well okay so either they were born disabled or they acquired their disability so either way it's like I mean, like what entitles you to like such a personal story that's probably, you know, filled with some sort of medical situation, you know, like that's just, you're a stranger and you're asking someone to like share something very deeply personal. It's like, it's just so fucked up. It's really gross. So, and I, it's always, I mean, it's just a lot of the times it's men. I mean, it's men and women, but men are the ones that usually try to couch it in like this, like, oh my god this like way where they're just like I'm cool I get it you know what I mean like your disability doesn't freak me out I'm cool you know like yeah like like so let's just you know address the elephant in the room what happened and it's like there's not an elephant for me I'm just like a person existing in the world but really glad that you feel like you're really just (laughs) gonna say what no one else is thinking you know (laughs) fuck you Guys are, man, it's always a guy, though, that really they think there's some sort of just like deep, like thinker cowboy where they're just gonna tell it like it is and like get to the nitty gritty. And it's like, you're just a piece of shit, actually. Wow. Yeah. That 
I'm just like speechless that someone really? would say that to you. Yeah, like also in that way. Yeah. What happened? Because I was gonna say, um, would it be wrong as well if someone was like, "Hey, like, were you always a wheelchair user?" Like, but that's indirectly kind of asking the same question, right? It's asking the same question. I just don't really think it's like an appropriate question for like a stranger to ask, you know? Yeah. Like at all. You know what I mean? Like I'm serious. Like, you know, I'll be walking down the street or rolling down the street. Someone will just like, stop me. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) ma'am, what happened? And it's like, uh, like I have things to do. Like, I do not know you. I don't know your name. You're just like, coming up to me and asking like that's so rude oh, you know? that is bizarre yeah it's very wow. it's very rude yeah but people are just they, i mean so much of it is entitlement so much of it is just i mean our world isn't built like for disabled people there's mm-hmm. so many accessibility barriers that like wheelchair users face like in terms of just you know buildings and curb cutouts on streets and like bathrooms and seating and stairs you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. just because you don't see a lot of disabled people participating in society right so they remain this like mystery and like this hidden thing and like there's all you know no one the more you're exposed to people the more comfortable you are with them as people you mm-hmm. see them as like three-dimensional people but when they are just these abstract things and then on media in media all you see of them are like you know inspiration porn kind of tropes where they you know teach you about bravery and strength and overcoming and dying tragically it's like (laughs) they become these like odd curiosities and you go what happened that's wild a regular person on the street who's just out and about trying to you know handle their business i had a very bad podcast experience we were discussing just like disability in Hollywood and representation. And he was just asking me the kind of like dumbest questions where it was like, I haven't even been asked this like by non-disabled people. They were just like really intrusive questions and really just kind of like, it was just like, it was going to an icky place. And I kind of, I snapped on him pretty hard, but it was just like, I mean, good. it wasn't like, he just like, wasn't talking to me like as a person. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like he wasn't, he was looking for kind of like this one word answer about like what, like he was fixated on like, what's the biggest like hurdle that like you faced as like a disabled, like woman in Hollywood or something. And like right before he had told me how he like interviewed a showrunner and a film professor who told him that they think that stories about disabled people or stories that use like real disabled people lack like artistic integrity basically and artistic merit and I was just like what like my eyes were huge and then he was like trying to ask me about like what's your biggest hurdle I'm like my dude you just said it (laughs) (laughs) no runner whose whole job is to like you know staff a show everything from like you know behind the line and in front of the line like to a fucking film professor who's like teaching creatives like how to like you know, thrive in this industry. Yeah. If they don't think that like disabled stories are important and they're inherently less artistic, that's a huge, that's the barrier. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. What? Obviously we're not a monolith, but you know, it's like the barriers are, they are what they are because there's just such a lack of representation, you mm-hmm. know? And so if people don't believe that representation is important or valid, that's, 
kind of the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a part of representation that so often just gets left out of the conversation. Like when you think about representation, you think about ethnicity and uh, like the LBGTQ plus community. You don't think about people with disabilities. And I think that's why conversations like we're having today can be hard. And like the the email that we got at the, the top of the podcast, like that's that's why people don't know how to handle these situations. I think, you know, you're exactly right. Yeah, if there's just, like, more representation, like, that's how you, you know, like, TV and film, it sounds really cheesy. It's like, we all have, like, a gay friend, or we all know a Latin family, because one day it's like, you know, for so many people, like, we're lucky, like, you guys live in New York, I live in LA, it's like, we live in like really like metropolitan cities that are diverse and have, like, we know a lot of different kinds of people, but you know, parts of the country just aren't like that. And mm-hmm. your TV is is a teaching tool and films are, and that's, they fall in love with these characters that are three-dimensional, that have lives beyond their like identity. And so if we can have more of that for disability, probably then I won't get asked so often, like, you know, what happened? Mm-hmm. Or can you have sex? Or, you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> the homegirl will know that it's okay to just ask him, like, hey, what's up? Like, uh, are you disabled? Just, you know, saw it on your Instagram, wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say, uh, another question I found when I was just doing some research is a lot of people also will ask, can you get pregnant? Is another question. Has anyone ever <laughs> asked you that? No one's ever asked me that, but that is so scary because it's like, oh, you're trying to fertilize me, dude? You want to impregnate me? I don't know. You should worry about getting a top sheet before you start wondering about what my parents do. Can you imagine, Ama, Ama, what that uterus do? Ama, ooh, those fallopian tubes popping? Oh, that's such a much more like intrusive question. I mean, it's so crazy. It's like, do you want to do an experiment on me? Oh my god! I was looking up questions, and it was this actual list of like things you should not ask a disabled person. And one was, can you have sex? And the other one was, can you get pregnant? And the other one was like, can you have children? Yeah, I mean, me. I mean, everyone's different, but also it's like that's just so like. I'm sorry, like, am I? Are we in a committed relationship where yeah, we're right. discussing children? That's <laughs> those are just such personal questions. Like, you would just never ask like any adult woman that. Just do you know what I mean? Like, matter of factly, you just wouldn't. So why would you ask a disabled person that? Right. Yeah, that question's so bizarre to me because there's a million reasons why a woman wouldn't be able to have a child. Yeah. That yeah. and it's just so none of your business. Like, unless yeah. you are actively in a relationship with that person and trying to get, you know what I mean, pregnant. That's right. so crazy. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> it's coming <in> my mind. <laughs> wow. One thing about like disabled people and this is like especially with like wheelchair user or anyone who uses like any sort of like uh adaptive uh, device to help them like physically get around like a cane or a walker or something like that is like asking do you need help and then hearing their answer and respecting that mm, yeah. right because like, i'll get a lot of people who will ask, do you need help? And I'll say, I'm fine. And they just go in anyway and they start pushing me or they start trying, like if I'm taking apart my wheelchair to get in my car, you know, they'll just start touching things. And it's like, 
you don't know how this works like Mm -hmm. at all. And like, this is very expensive. You could be breaking it. You like always with the wheelchair and getting in my car, it always slows the process down. Like, obviously this isn't my first time doing it, you know, (laughs) but, but hearing, right. Like, no, I do not need help. And like respecting that is Mm -hmm. so huge because if I do need help, I'll say yes. And I will allow you to help me and explain how you can help me. But I think just like really hearing people and giving them like agency because your mobility device, like a wheelchair, walker, cane, like those are really intimate objects. And they're kind of just like part of my person, like when I'm on the street. So for someone to just like come and start pushing it or something, it's like, you're taking away my physical agency, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. I think it's so wild how comfortable people are to like put their hands on like a wheelchair or a walker or you know some type of device like that because it's like like you said like that's the extension of your person so it should be the equivalent of like it's never okay to just put your hands on a person so why would it be okay to put your hands on their wheelchair especially when they say no (laughs) god or like if i was wearing a purse and someone touched my purse i'd be like why are you touching my purse yeah right exactly like let me help you and it's like uh, did i say i need help you know (laughs) what i mean (laughs) i didn't (laughs) right yeah can, can we ask a sex question? Do you mind? Yeah, <laughs> let's go uh, for it. <laughs> so, you know, as we've covered, you weren't always a wheelchair user. So mm-hmm. afterwards, would you say there were any big changes in your sex life? Mm, I mean, like the biggest one was like, I mean, just like the recovery from me losing my feet. So when I was 20, I was run over by the Muni um, light rail system. So it's, you know, like a streetcar that goes above ground, below ground, kind of like a subway train. So um, I was like in the hospital for two months um, and just like the recovery of that, like I was living at home with my mom. I was like struggling to use prosthetics, mostly using my manual wheelchair. And like, you know, when you live at home with your mom, it's not like you're just going out and getting it all the time (laughs) (laughs) it can't just be I mean you know I tried trust me you know I was really (laughs) out there really just trying to make it pop 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 off this wheelchair but um there were just like big gaps between me kind of like hooking up with guys a lot of it was like you know I was the girl in a wheelchair and like you know a lot of people have like hang-ups about that and it's like oh am I gonna fuck the girl in a wheelchair But then a lot of it was like, you know, I kind of was like a drunky loser who lived at home with my mom. (laughs) So was I in like the best place mentally to like have a boyfriend? I don't know. know? (laughs) Was I the most attractive option at a bar? Maybe not. So, (laughs) but I mean, that was kind of really it. But I mean, I can, yeah, I mean, nothing really beyond that. It's like, yeah, I mean, dating guys with legs without legs it's all difficult it's all <laughs> guys are still guys you know <laughs> i think that's i live in la i have lots of hot friends you know they have feet and it's so hard so <laughs> oh, man, i don't just have to stand and be bored i can just sit and be bored you know <laughs> true very true i'm not arguing with you on that that's I know you have like lots of leg, Erica. You're tall, so yeah, I got lots of legs. <laughs> <laughs> Still tough. 
Oh my god. Um, but it is something that like there's been a few guys that I've like kind of dated a little more seriously and like after we're like together for a little bit they always kind of like tell me they're like you know the first time we had sex I was kind of nervous and (laughs) they're like because I just didn't know what to like expect or like you know what your like legs would look like and stuff but it's like Mm -hmm. fine and I'm like yeah it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. It still works. I, I do think it's funny that they're kind of they always it's like there's always this like little disclosure part for them where they're like, I was freaked out. I was nervous, but I'm okay now. And it's like I didn't know <laughs> what does that say about me? <laughs> I mean, I've had that with people with herpes. Like immediately yeah. after. They're like, not gonna lie, I'm freaking out right now. I'm like, and that's all right. That's yeah it's normal i'm like you're gonna freak out for a while and then you'll just be like oh i'm okay it's like yeah you know i get it yeah and yeah and it's like sometimes i can see i can feel the hesitation from them a little bit and sometimes Mm -hmm. i have no idea but in both cases i'm kind of like i don't know why i need to know that but you know i just like (laughs) do you just want me to say again that i take medication is what you want me to say (laughs) like out loud <laughs> They're like, please say it in this uh, recorder and just <laughs> I want to put it back at night when I'm awoken by anxiety. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, do you guys appreciate your partners being that open with you after they've slept with you of like, oh, I was nervous, but like now I feel better? Like, how do you take those comments? I mean, it partly opens the door that I'm like, so am I allowed to do that? But then I found when I do say something along those lines they freak the hell out so oh, it's never even it's, so <laughs> their, yeah. their egos are very sensitive i mean we both date men so i don't know if you felt yeah. the same way but yeah i feel like there's been times okay recently i had something of um i was with someone and they were like they're convinced their goal is to make me orgasm from sex and i'm like i've already told you it doesn't happen that way but like really appreciate the enthusiasm and the effort right like straight penetration why do they always want to climb mount olympus and it's like my dude it's closed all right (laughs) (laughs) no one's allowed up there we can't Mm -mm. right but it's like i i feel like every guy you tell them that and they're like she probably could with me it's like well probably not but they're like like, but i'm different i'm special (laughs) yeah right how have you felt after people kind of disclose some odd stuff to you? Yeah, I mean, I'm always kind of like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's like, I don't know if you needed to tell me that, but like the more comfortable like I am with my body, like, and the more like if I like have sex with like men who are also really comfortable with their body, I don't know. I feel like bisexual men are like, it you know what I mean I <laughs> because they're just I feel like there's like a freedom with bisexual men the way they like are in bed where they're just like very comfortable with themselves you know what I mean it's like they sucked a dick like they understand I guess like what their body can do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I think there's a little more sensitivity to like just like being open does that mm-hmm. make sense I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever dated anyone bisexual, but I I think that's how a lot of men probably feel when they're with bisexual women. It's yeah. like even just that they're more open to things. Mm. Maybe, yeah. But I think like that just like, it's not even that like, oh, I'm open to like do anything, but it's more just like a comfort 
level of like, this is what my body looks like naked. I'm like, that's okay. And I don't have to be like shy or weird or nervous about it or try to like put myself in like good lighting or, you know, move the covers. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Shit like that, where it's like, yeah, bodies look and smell and feel like bodies and there's hair and, you know, fluids and like, it's all right. <laughs> like sex can be very ugly. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. It's not usually pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's usually like when it's good, it's not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty <early>. <laughs> no, that's, I've never even filmed myself like making out with someone, but anyone I know that's filmed them having sex with their partner and they think it's going to be this like real hot thing. They watch it and they're like, turn it off. <laughs> turn it oh off. God. This I would never bad. ever watch. No. <laughs> they're like this is, we thought this was going to be sexy. This looks pretty bad. No. Uh, <laughs> but they're like, but it felt good. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't look pretty. It's not the same. Yeah, um, it's not about looking pretty. It's about feeling good. <laughs> no. It's like, if you've ever caught a glimpse of yourself in a mirror as you're having sex like it's awful <laughs> like there's a guy that i used to date and he had the biggest mirror i've ever seen over his bed and it's so, like when i was on top it was just looking at naked me and i was like this is my nightmare <laughs> like, yeah. like, get me down <laughs> no if dudes angle their tv right you can see your reflection in the yep. tv mm-hmm and you're like, oh no, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> you gotta put something on this TV. I don't. Want... <laughs> you got any towels, man? <laughs> yeah, we're sitting shiva now. Yeah, but then the flip is true of like if you're with someone that like you feel like they like worship your body or like I am the sexiest human alive. Oh like, yeah. Like that's the best feeling. You're like I am sexy because this yeah, one person thought so. <laughs> They're also the smartest person I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm just curious what advice you might give to someone who has recently become disabled and or started using a wheelchair when it comes to dating. Oh man. Uh, I think just like have fun. Do you create your, like your own boundaries and like what you're comfortable with, like in terms of disclosure, in terms of safety, um, like you don't have to share anything you don't want to share. You don't have to like go out with anyone you don't want to go out with. Like, I think there's also this thing that happens when you're disabled is like, I get messaged by the grotiest guys. And it's like, not even if we were the last two people on earth, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, what's up with that? That you think like, it's okay to message me. Cause like, I'm actually pretty cute <laughs> and pretty cool. So, mm. <laughs> I think uh, your profile needs to have a little more effort. <laughs> well, I was going to say, do you ever feel like after becoming disabled that you're often fetishized by people, whether it's through dating apps or just through your DMs or. Yeah, I learned ooh, when I first started online dating, I learned about devotees. And so devotees are people who fetishize people with disabilities, often amputees. And for the longest time, I couldn't understand how all of these like devotees were finding me like on OkCupid, but I put that I'm an amputee in my profile. So they would just like keyword search Stop. and like message me. And like, I got everything from like, can you send me pictures? I'll send you money to like, you know, um, I'm a devotee. Do you know what that is? It's kind of like, you know, being an ass man or having a preference for blondes. And it's like, mm, it's actually none of those things. <laughs> it's actually way more horrific. Uh, because like, the thing about 
fetishizing a person for their disability. It's like, you do not see them as a person. Like they just don't exist. All you see is like this thing that you're attracted to. I did a comedy show when I first started stand-up, like my first year. And this guy, after the show, he was on the bill, he was older. He was like, you're funny, you're gorgeous. And the fact that you don't have feet really does it for me. And I was like, oh my God, like I cannot run away from this man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a wheelchair, this is petrifying. He was like older and married and he was like, have you ever had an affair with a married man? I was like, oh my God, this is just getting worse and worse. But I also was like, how bad can this get? You know? So I met him at a bar during the day, a few weeks later. And he like told me about like, you know, basically like being a devotee and like, this is something he's like always been attracted to ever since he was like young and like the way he was like talking to me and looking at me, it was like, I wasn't real. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I could have been anyone. I could have been saying anything. He was so fucking horned up. It was like pretty gross. He did finger me in the bar, in the booth. Uh, <laughs> bad idea. But he was just like rubbing up my nose. Like- <laughs> oh my God. Like this is out of control, but like literally, like I just like had like a leg up on the like booth, and like it was just like rubbing it, like getting totally hard from that, and like trying to finger me. It was so bad, but I was like, yeah, no, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I just like dipped out. He was like, come for me, and I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> And then I blocked him on everything. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did he ever come to another show? No, I mean, I don't know. He called himself a humorist. That's how you know he's not funny. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah, right. Crazy. Pretty wild. But, yeah, that's, like, my only in real life encounter with a devotee. Would not recommend. Yeah, I just because your your whole entire being is like being reduced to your disability it's really dehumanizing i do not do not like it would not recommend zero out of five stars wow i mean i learned something, <laughs> I learned something new today i'm like i learned something new <laughs> eric is really <laughs> eric's like i love learning <laughs> like, this is so educational <laughs> Uh, that's a lot to process. Yeah, I mean, if you're with it, you have a new disability. Yeah, just you know, make your own decision. Do whatever you feel comfortable with, but don't feel pressured to do or date anyone that you're not comfortable with. You know, talk about anything you're not comfortable with. I would, you know, if you're just like in a in a place with your disability that you feel, um, you know, comfortable and safe, like you know, post pictures of yourself using your. Um, your aid device um whether it's a wheelchair cane you know scooter whatever but i think just the more like the more comfortable you are with your disability i think the more comfortable the people that you date will be because they kind of they see that example in you and it's like oh yeah you you're chill about it they'll be chill about it mm-hmm. i mean and if they're not you can just tell them to get fucking lost <laughs> like hi you can't be like bye what's funny is i kind of feel the same way about herpes it's like they will mirror how comfortable you are with it and then at the same time my advice to people that maybe have recently gotten herpes is i'm like you're 
I hate to say it, but I'm like, sometimes you're basically gonna keep dating someone or seeing someone just because they're cool with herpes. I was like, but it takes a while to get to the point that you're like, no, I'm not gonna just date this guy or hook up with this guy just because he's cool about it. But it takes time because I've been there. Like, I've done it. Yeah. And totally. Yeah. And it's very like, you kind of have to just rebuild your confidence and kind of get your standards back to like whatever they are or wherever they were. Um, and also right. that you deserve good sex too, you know, yeah. like yeah. don't just take whatever you can get, but we've all been there in spots in life where you're just like, you feel like this is the only option you have and it's tough. But I think that is like the, f- the straight female story is like, <laughs> <laughs> I was in a place with low confidence. So I took what I could get or what I thought I deserved, but I deserve more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so we like to wrap up on something a little fun. Uh, so our okay. podcast being called Shooters Gotta Shoot, we're women Ooh. that take shots. And I know, Danielle, you've taken shots in the past. So we want to <laughs> ask you, can you remember a time that you shot your shot? And was it a hit or a miss? Oh, man, I shot a shot and I slid into those DMs because I found out a guy I liked was recently single. Oh, hello. And uh, it was a hit. We went on a date. We hooked up. It was cool. But then um, he tried to ghost me. (gasps) Really? I was like, honey, we both do stand-up comedy. You can't get away with that. (laughs) (laughs) uh ultimately ultimately it was a miss but i am pretty proud of myself for shooting my shot you know it was fun while it lasted can i learn things huh can i ask what was your initial message how did you go about messaging the newly single person because we've all been there we were like i don't see any pics of this girl anymore and i'm hearing through the grapevine that this dude's single yeah i heard through the grapevine they were single my my shot was hey hey what's up uh do you want to get a drink sometime Wow, straight up. Yeah. I like it. Just straight up. I mean, there's no, let's, you know, I'm a pretty, you know, stand up kind of girl, even though I sit all the time. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I shoot. I shoot. And, no, I like it. Know, it was an initial, didn't win the game, but I got some points in. Yeah. yeah. You played. You got in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good times. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I just, I. I I like being pursued. It'd be nice to be pursued, but I'm also someone that's like, hey, you know, what's the worst that could happen? They say no, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you find and a new crush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that you kind of basically asked them on a date because mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've done that with a comic before. And whether it's, a, you know, someone like you work with or just someone that you know, you kind of have to make it clear that you're like, no, no, like more than friends. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that we're going level. to have a date. Otherwise, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm just like going to hang out. And like, I've been in that blurry position where it's like, I don't know if they like want to just hang out with me or if this is like a date. And like, I so don't worse. like that ambiguity. Mm-hmm. I just like want to know. Mm-hmm. Or if you say something not very direct in your like first attempt to shoot a shot, and then all of a sudden it's just like this weird conversation, you're just all of a sudden replying to each other's stories, like weird pen pals. And you're like, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> like throw it right into a plan i love it yeah yeah all right well thank you so much again for coming on the podcast we had an awesome time talking to you um so can you tell everyone where they can find you again on instagram yeah find me on instagram and twitter at diva deluxe no e at the end and check out my podcast wow rude podcast with madison shepherd yeah and madison shepherd's so funny too hilarious comic so i'm looking forward to the pod i'm definitely gonna check it out 
And as oh, always, yeah. you can find us at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod on Instagram. And I'm at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And this has been the Kitty's Titties. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.